0: Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for hitting that play button for another episode of the Hetty Coleman Podcast where I sit down with fabulous people for go-win conversations. And go-win is being consistent and doing the right things that allow for you to achieve the wins that you have defined for your life so that you can live out your greatest story. And I want three things to happen uh, as you listen in on this podcast, uh, one is I hope you learn something, learn something, or just learn about uh, my guest. the The second thing is, hopefully, you are inspired to take action. The third thing is community. I want community to happen, so please join the community. And when I think about community, is it's around this idea of. Us achieving our wins and how do we achieve that is kind of learning from one another. What are some right things that we can be consistent in in order to achieve those wins? And so talking about fabulous people, ladies and gentlemen, today I got a fabulous person in the studio.
1: What's up? What's up?
0: The one and only <laughs> Taylor of church. How you doing?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good.
0: Good. I'm glad to be-
1: this episode is brought to you
0: by Paradigm Shift. Paradigm Shift works with educational groups, corporate teams all over the country to unlock every individual's leadership potential through curriculum and team building and so much more. Paradigm Shift believes in learning leadership through experiential learning. There's something special about the act of doing rather than just listening. We want to show you the power of connection through Paradigm Shift. Visit PS.com. Company, you heard that right? PS dot company, not PS dot com, to explore topics, workshops, and curriculums. Let's create positive change together. And I want to vouch for Paradigm Shift. I've done some work with them in schools and in corporate settings. They are dynamite. Go check them out. PS dot company. Be here. How do we first meet?
1: And I, I think we met uh, through our through our friend Denver Duncan. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where it was. Um, but I think we met through him at, at some event um in Oklahoma City. He introduced us and then just kinda stayed connected through that.
0: Yeah, from there. And then uh I did the leadership thing for y'all when you were at North, right?
1: Correct, yeah, yeah. After Denver introduced us, um while I was at P C North I you know, had you come out to that leadership camp out at uh the way out and, there yeah way out there <laughs> it, was, it was quite the drive but uh yeah do they still do that? do that yeah
0: they yeah. they do um have you had any i know that we'll probably get into that but you're no longer at pc north but uh have you had any participation in it at all since you left or no
1: i went back out there a few times um since leaving and, and moving to a different school i went back just kind of hang out and see old friends and you know they're still doing doing it well and yeah, keeping it running so that's cool fun just to be back in that place
0: that's really a really cool um man so you uh in the classroom for 14 years yeah then you transition into i guess what do they call it? administration yeah it, assistant principal administration yeah administration yep. uh when you were a kid we're going to take you back a little bit <laughs> what what do you think your friends would have said tell them when you grow up you're going to be uh
1: Man, I I mean I don't know. I, I think they probably wouldn't have said teacher. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to tattle on myself, but I wouldn't uh, I I was studious. Um but but my study skills were lacking and I didn't take it too awfully serious in in school. Um so I don't think they would have thought I would be, you know, leading a school or working in a school. Um They might have said I I would – they might have recognized I would be working with people, though.
0: Okay. Yeah, you were a people person. Yeah. How would your family describe you, like, as a kid? Like, what would they – Taylor was what?
1: I was – I know when I was younger I was a hothead.
0: Oh, really? (laughs) Like, you had a temper? Like, you get angry? Uh, Really?
1: I mean, I remember my mom kind of reining me in at some athletic events because I had a little bit of a temper. Um, That was the first thing that came to my head, but – you know, grew out of that. Yeah, as I got older.
0: Yeah, I was about to say I can't even imagine you. It's it's you almost pretty opposite. Chill.
1: Like, I grew up maybe in that mindset, yeah. and then opposite of it. Uh, yeah, now I, know, I wouldn't see that in myself, but
0: but it it, it it's probably best that you did that transition <laughs> <I got laughs> in it the work of, that you do now. Oh, yeah. So working with students
1: got it out of myself early. <laughs>
0: now, what athlete? What uh, sports were you playing?
1: Um, I grew up playing basketball, soccer uh, mostly. Um, played a little bit of football, but yeah. Did you
0: finish so. out uh, your high school playing a sport?
1: Yeah, I, I played basketball and soccer. Oh, did you? Okay. And,
0: did you play collegiate ball or anything no. like that? Okay. No. Uh, so when did you uh, decide you were going to be a teacher? What, what did that? How did that come about?
1: Um, I mean, in school, you know, I was. Doing service learning stuff. I was a student aide, helping out um, in classrooms, helping out in the offices and things. I never really thought, okay, I'm going to go to college to become a teacher. But but once getting to college, my first year and a half, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was taking science courses and and enjoying that, and then started thinking about what I needed to, <laughs> you know, claim a major, and and thought. I should get in a classroom. I started thinking about to some of the teachers that I had and, and the impact they had on me and really through those science classes, there's a couple of science teachers that pop into my mind that I'm like, okay, you know, I was remembering things in college that they had taught me and thought maybe that's something I should get into.
0: Yeah. Who, Who were those teachers?
1: Um, my anatomy teacher, uh, Mary service and my freshman biology teacher, Sandy Johnson. Um, chemistry teacher kevin dixon those are you know some of the science yeah. teachers that really impacted how i te- how i taught um and what i brought to the classroom too so
0: what was it like if you can think back that far of course sometimes you just know a person made an impact on you and maybe not have anything specific but were there some things that you saw in them in the classroom that you like they consistently did this which allowed allow for them to be the best teachers
1: I think it was different for each of them. Yeah. Um, I know in biology, it was just fun to be in there. Um, it's like that teacher had a, a pet python in class that I remember. And like, that's odd and and strange, but she would let us get the, the python out in class. And while we're taking notes, it's crawling around you and all kinds of things. And um, just different, like. You, class wasn't boring you'd go in and something would be fun in there and you would you would be excited to go to that biology course um for the anatomy course um you know miss service was always at all the sporting events and she supported you outside of the classroom and um, so that was huge to kind of look back on and and see somebody like that
0: yeah was there something uh during those times uh high school or or whatever that kind of was it a pivotal point for you that you remember, like maybe something that happened to you, like you know what, I need to maybe take life more serious or man, change of friends. Man, was there was anything during that time?
1: I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, it was all in college, I mean, huh? Oh yeah, <laughs> high school was just kind of a enjoy life and kind of go through it. I mean, Denver Duncan, we mentioned him just a minute ago. Grew up with him, and we were just kind of living life and having fun yeah yeah
0: now where'd y'all go to high school we're from woodward oklahoma woodward, okay yeah yeah, yeah I, I, I knew it was not in the oklahoma city area but yeah woodward oklahoma cool and so you end up going to college how did you decide which college you were gonna go to
1: i don't know i mean i didn't my parents didn't go to school um i think i had friends going to osu my girlfriend at the time was going to osu that's so I ended up there. Um, yeah, nothing.
0: You must have been a decent student for sure. Then you just, if you, you just kind of gradually going to college and end up at OSU. <laughs> I was. I mean,
1: I was a, I was an honor student. Okay. Stuff, yeah. But I, I mean, I didn't study a whole lot. Yeah. I didn't make me, no. Yeah. That. I wasn't on the doctor pathway or anything. <laughs>
0: now, what kind of student was Denver?
1: He was was a student. I mean, he got it done. He graduated. He graduated? (laughs) He graduated.
0: Uh, Denver, uh, yeah, I bet Denver was a hoot. Yeah. He was uh, was fun. In high school, yeah, a bunch of fun to be around. So you get to college, maybe that year and a half, kind of make a decision about um, your major, deciding to teach, finish out. And then once you finish getting your, your B.A., did you go straight into graduate school? No,
1: I I graduated college, took a job um, in Putnam City Schools, and and taught for 14 years. In about year 12, 13, I had a friend that I was teaching with um, that really stuck, started to encourage me to get into administration, hey, I think you'd be good at this, I think you'd be good um, leading a school, or, or being part of that leadership team. and. I'd always question if that's what I wanted to do. I felt like I would, if I got into administration, I would lose connection with students, and that was the biggest thing that I loved about teaching. Um, but I, you know, jumped straight in and, and um, actually went to SNU to get my um, master's degree. I went to an informational meeting, what I thought was an informational meeting for the program. And they handed me an iPad and a set of books and was like, here you go, sign on this paper. And it was a sign you up, let's, let's go. I'm, I misread the announcement, <laughs> I guess. It was, so Wait. I ended up signing up that <laughs> night. <laughs> How in the world do you think it's an informational, but it's actually
0: class?
1: Well, it was, a, it was an informational for people maybe who had already signed up. <laughs> and made the decision to go for it
0: so, <laughs> so was there uh a, a, an application process or anything like that
1: i think after yeah they I said, <laughs> after you made that decision <laughs> like hey you want to do this they get you bought into then it. then
0: they get you bought into it and then you apply then, yeah yeah so, and it worked out you finished
1: it worked out finished it was a great program um you know it was a cohort that kept me in a group with about there were 25 of us um and we had all of our classes together. Uh, and so those are kind of still people that I reach out to for administrative questions or any time I'm like, hey, I've got this situation. How would you handle it? So those are yeah. still some some good people to have connections with. Yeah, that's
0: good. Um, now, let, let's let's go back a little. You're married. I am. Um, when when did you and your wife meet? We met in high school. Um, Wait a second! Is this the yeah, girl you?
1: This is the girl I was dating that sent me to OSU. Oh, really? Still well. <laughs> so we're still together. <laughs> it was a good, yeah. ch- good call. It was a great call. <laughs> it was a great call. So yeah, we, I mean, we grew up together. Um, and I've known each other since seventh grade and kind of started dating our junior year of high school and have been together since. So
0: now, who who came? So you all friends? Seventh grade. Who came out first? And like, you know what? I think I like you more than just. What was that like? I,
1: I mean, we were we were the friends that were like, okay, let's go to McDonald's together. Or, you know, and it's but, just the two of us and you, just yeah. the two of us, or you know, maybe somebody else that was dating, and then her and I, and it, we were just buddies for the longest time, and then we worked together at a movie store at a block like a blockbuster type movie store, and I don't remember who made the. The, the first, first like, hey, let's or whatever go out means. on a date or whatever. It made, I don't know. did even Maybe it didn't even happen. Maybe y'all just kind of ended up. Kind of kept <laughs> hanging out together more. And so, it, I mean, that's what's great about J.C.'s, her name. J.C. and I's relationship is like we were good friends, best friends together yeah. before we even thought about dating or anything like that. Yeah, so.
0: yeah that's what I was, my wife and I, we were uh, good friends before we even, or anything else mm-hmm. like and so i always tell my kids like let it just be a friend because yeah. you know that's what you end up eventually become anyway i oh, mean yeah. you have all this other stuff that happens but at the end of the day it's almost she's just your best friend and mm-hmm. you want to have somebody you can have fun with and be around and uh you know and know they support you and all those things and that's what a friend does anyway absolutely right and it's just uh, so that's that much better that's super cool
1: and, and so y'all been married how long this was sixteen years. Uh two weeks ago, I guess. So. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Sixteen years. Wait. Okay. Yeah. My wife and I are going on nineteen. Okay. So we just got you by a couple of years. We're Man. much older though. <laughs> Not much older, Not much but we're older. Though. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely older. <laughs> so that's cool. Okay, let's let's talk about some wins real quick. So when you were in the classroom fourteen years, what what was the win for you as a teacher?
1: In the classroom I mean, here's the thing about education is a lot of times the wins come later on. You don't see them right up front. Um, you invest a whole lot in a student or in, into a class. And it may be some small wins during that year, during that, you know, unit. And you start teaching something and then the kid's like, oh, okay, I got it after mm-hmm. this. Um, the big wins, I think, are, you know, past that when kids graduate, when you, when you meet kids when they're ninth graders, because um, I was teaching high school and then you see them throughout the years and they graduate and you're like, okay, they made it. Um, those are the wins or, or, you know, honestly something that's, that's really awesome. Like I was invited to a few weddings of students that I had, mm. and that's really cool to see them as adults. And, um, a couple of years ago I was at Dell city and I was able to hire one of my former students. Get out of here. Yeah. So, um, it, it was a win to see her, like get into a classroom. She's now the head volleyball coach there and like she's doing big things and bringing her expertise to the classroom. And so it's cool to see her now investing into kids. Yeah, Um, I mean, that's a huge win, so that's fun to see.
0: That's really cool. So even though those wins may be later, like you said, there are some of those small wins that you you end up seeing in the classroom. But the big win is you see one of your students you get the opportunity to hire them right Mm -hmm. in that though like what are some things that you showed up every day and you like and was working to be consistent at just maybe even for the long term the big the big picture of helping your students evolve
1: I think like some of the things that I I wanted to be consistent in is just recognizing kids where they are who they are um, relationships or you may hear that, and it may be cliche, like building relationship with students has the greatest impact on their learning than anything else. Um, and, and so being intentional about getting to know them, what are they like, what, who their family are, what are they doing, you know, are they working outside of school, things like that, um, I think I was intentional about that each day. Um, talking to them outside of the door going to their events seeing them outside of school and, and then that stuff pays off later because you do have a relationship for them it wasn't just a a body and a desk you know it was a kid that i wanted to invest in that i wanted what's best for them and, and them to grow up well and um so i think that would that would be probably one yeah. of the things that i tried to remain consistent in is just showing up yeah being there
0: yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, You talk about the outside of the, the, the classroom, at the door. I like the way that you said that. And when I think about at the door, is that just greeting them when they're coming in? Or do yeah. you literally mean out at the door, meaning like being involved in their activities and things like that?
1: I mean, when I say at the door, like I mean being out in the hallways and, and being there greeting them yeah. for sure. I mean, if, if you're a teacher um, in a classroom and you're not welcoming your kids coming in, how are they, you know? How are they going to feel like it's a safe place mm-hmm. or something that, the, oh, you know, if the teacher's out there high-fiving or shaking hands or whatever else as they come in and they're excited that they're there, those kids are going to be excited to be in mm-hmm. your classroom. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that that's, that's an important thing
0: thinking about that building relationships part, of course, like you said, that sounds cliche, but it's so true, Mm -hmm. right? It's all about building relationships and in that building relationships and the students start getting comfortable with you, how does that impact their learning? And,
1: you know, I I think that kids, if they trust you as a teacher or trust you as an adult, they're going to work harder for you. Um, They're going to put out more effort. And, And so I taught science and if that's, you know them trusting me even if they may not understand it um they'll put out a little bit more effort for those kind of people it may not come to them easily or they may not understand it but they're going to put in work for you um you know I was also a coach there and and I wasn't like the yelling down people's throats kind of coach I was the I want to build a relationship with you and and have my players work hard for me because they didn't want to disappoint me and I think that kind of goes back to the classroom a little bit um, mm-hmm. building those relationships that you don't want to disappoint somebody that you have a relationship with.
0: Yeah. A- as a as a teacher going to activities like I don't remember ever having a teacher come to one of my activities you know. Uh, now a youth pastor I may you know that I have seen that happen. I don't mm-hmm. know if I ever heard a youth pastor ever come <laughs> but but just thinking about as as a teacher I mean I think that's kind of cool to hear you say hey I was trying to go to some of their their activities was that something that you saw other teachers do or what what made you recognize like this is probably important that i do this
1: i think probably i can't remember who maybe specifically said it but i think that somebody has you know talked about that early on like hey let's if you want these kids to respond to you and respect you at whatever respect means um you're going to have to get to know them outside of the classroom and and you know, that's for me. When I was teaching, that was the fun part of education in school. Is going to those games or the band concerts or the drama production or whatever it is. Like, I mean, my classroom was fun. I taught mm-hmm. environmental science. I thought it was kind of fun. Did Electros- you have a python? That's the question. I didn't. I didn't have any. <laughs> I didn't have any live animals. <laughs> um, but I think the outside stuff made my job fun. Um, it, that was where I didn't have to stress out. That's where I could just relax and stuff. So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that's good. Um, th- thinking about uh, going through those activities and, and, and things of that nature, I know that uh, parental involvement is, is important. In, in doing that, showing up to those activities, did that help with that? Or did you not see any real return as far as the parent, parent parents being more involved?
1: As far as uh, my relationship with parents? Yeah, like
0: yeah. going to going to activities, it, it may seem as though that may kind of help you build relationships. Absolutely, be, yeah. Beyond the classroom, even with the parents, which may help them be more involved. I don't know if you just...
1: I, I think that's a, a great point, you know you're not only going there to see the kids perform or see the kids you know, play that sport, but you're gonna run into parents there. They're gonna see that you're investing more time in your kid, they're gonna trust you more in the classroom. And, and then when you do have questions or need something in the classroom, or hey, you know, I'm seeing this in your student, it's an easier conversation with that parent. So um, I think that that, you, you talked about community earlier and going out into the community, and not just games and things like I would find out where our kids worked and go to their jobs, yeah. you know, like some of the kids working at McDonald's let's swing by there Yeah, because you're going to see some of your students or, you know, somebody's family owns a restaurant. Let's go over to that restaurant. And then you start getting to know those families and things too. So, um, yeah, I think that's super important to get out and see the kids, but also meet parents that way.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. And, and also I'm thinking about too, the success how how do you kind of define success for your students because success isn't always straight A's no right and so how did you kind of gauge success what are some other things that you looked for as far as uh, gauging success for your students
1: I think like students are going to have a wide range of what success is um As far as me gauging what that success was, I think if the student is trying new things um, and trying to push themselves, see what they can do better and better and better, um, striving to get better at something, that's what makes them successful. Um, So I would encourage in my classroom them to try things or let's do this project or push yourself a little bit harder on this, um, things that you, they may not have confidence in themselves. Um, and so that when they do become adults and they can contribute to a, a community somewhere and, you know, try some things, be okay with failing and, and getting back up from it. Yeah. It was,
0: uh, so in, in that listening to you, I'm, I'm starting to think about your wife again, because understanding, okay, you're talking about going to restaurants, going to their jobs, going to their activities and things like that. Being a coach. What what was home life like and how how did you uh manage to if if you want to use this word, balance all of that?
1: I that's something you definitely have to be intentional about once you get into to those activities and that's something I, you know, had to learn early on like hey, there's got to be a balance between home and school. Um I think <laughs> Summers, you know just how schools summer is important for that um, administration wise now my job um, you've got to be mindful of that all the time like I I'm a guy that's like sign me up for everything let's help out let's go do it and I've had to really kind of reel that in and let other people step a, step into those spots um, just so I have balance w- with home and work and you know going to those restaurants and things like you mentioned, like involving JC in those things um, is helpful and and bringing her along in that and getting to meet some of the um, kids that I work with and things. Um,
0: Did you find that JC began to kind of have relationships with the students as well through probably her coming and let's go grab dinner with this student or while they're working or whatever? Yeah. Did she eventually start feeling like she is the – an addition to the classroom
1: for you? I, I think with my athletics and the teams that I was coaching, you know, when she would start, you know, coming to games or showing up to some of those things, I think that um, she started feeling like she was part of that a little bit too. And then um, it always made her feel good when the students or the players would recognize that, hey, there's Miss Upchurch, you know, there's Mister Upchurch's wife, and yeah. so. Yeah, it, it was it was fun to see that.
0: Yeah, no, I can, I would only imagine like that that's the way it is. Uh, my role as a pastor, like my wife's, not she she wasn't one of the ones who, uh, you she's not one of the pastors, but she eventually becomes one of the mm-hmm. you know like her role becomes that of uh, a pastor because you just end up getting them involved, especially. And I see teaching almost as a nonprofit. You know, when it starts being nonprofit work, it's almost like the whole family signed up to be a part of this, where it's not that way with uh, corporate world or when you work at McDonald's or whatever. It's not a family affair. But whenever you get in a nonprofit, it becomes a family affair. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, uh, which is cool. UpChurch, where does that come from?
1: Have you ever looked that up? Like I mean, like my grandma, she's real big into the ancestry dot com stuff, and uh-huh. I don't. I mean, it's nothing. I don't think there's anything. I think we're European, and that I, I don't know. My great great grandparents were peanut farmers in southern <laughs> Oklahoma, and it's like uh, uh, it's
0: definitely a cool name. So, <laughs> Upchurch. When you said Miss Upchurch, it, it really sounded uh, really cool. And so, so you were in the classroom fourteen years somebody 12 years in before you get to that 14 says hey you should look at administration and think you're you'll be good at it what however you set that you make the big jump out of the classroom into administration like how how did that feel or how has it felt for you
1: at first it was it was super scary because my biggest thing like i said was like i want to have a relationship with these kids and be able to you know see them every day and get to know them and I was worried that I wasn't going to get to have that. Um, but as I've been in administration now for three years going on four, you still get to build those relationships. You still get to see those kids in the hallway. Some of them are in your office sometimes. Um, and I think that that those kids you, you start to build a bigger relationship with because you are trying to, uh, mentor them a little bit more. Um, I think as an administrator, you have a bigger umbrella of students. You don't just have your hundred that are on your class roll, um, and so you're you've got more that you can impact. Um, so I, I'm comfortable with it now. I am, but I still like, man, I I want to see some of those kids when they get out of high school, see what they're doing, and and things like that. So. I, that's big for me to see their success when they get out.
0: Yeah. And and now too, I would, I would imagine like you still have this idea of like, I want to invest in the students. I still want to have those relationships, but now you even have another role in the sense of like serving the teachers Mm -hmm. uh, from this leadership role. Do you have some of that same mentality as far as in this role now? Also, I got to be intentional about building these relationships with these teachers. So, I can serve them in order to be the best teachers. And, and what has that looked like for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like that's one of the reasons I even started thinking about administration because I found myself as a teacher, like mentoring some new teachers. Um, you know, even if it's in the lunchroom and some teachers are are new to the building and just welcoming them and trying to build that culture among the staff. Um, I really enjoyed that portion of it, and so that was one of the big pushes to become an administrator to see if I could um, be a culture changer in a school and, and build that positive culture um, to grow up some new teachers and help them um, become great teachers. Um, and, and the relationship side of it absolutely is important. You know, just as important as what it is with students, if. If I need a teacher to, you know, get better at this or get better at that, if you got a relationship with them, that conversation is going to be a whole lot easier. It's not going to be a you telling them what to do. It's hey, let's try to do this. Let's work on this here, and it can be a conversation and not something that's negative or whatnot. So, I think that that those relationships come in come in handy whenever you're working alongside somebody. I, I never want to say that that teachers are working for me or anything like that. Like we're working alongside each other. We have got the same mission in our school. You know, we want our students to achieve greatness and and have success. And so if I can help them alongside them and and, you know, serve them more and and make their job easier in the classroom then then uh that's kind of what I want to do. So
0: that that's uh cool to hear you say like you're not saying so much that like, I'm now going – I'm going to teachers' activities. Like, that. that's not the case. But, man, meeting them in the lunchroom, all right, and what are those, what are some different ways that you can bump into them and, and go beyond the classroom to build those relationships? So you definitely have the lunchroom, but is there, was there any other way that you did that outside of the school or no, not really?
1: I mean, you know, that leadership thing that you came to, um, pulling new teachers into that. mm um finding teachers that weren't involved in in certain stuff maybe they weren't a coach or maybe they weren't a club sponsor um, but they still had great relationship with kids like pulling them into an activity so that they have you know one more hand in in a student's life and um just being intentional about seeking people out that I don't know like I would go out and find teachers that weren't connected to the school as a whole Mm. and connect them in that way. Um, and I think as an administrator, you can do that too. You know, you find teachers that are great teachers in their classroom, but may not feel like they're part of the school as a whole. And, and if you can pull them in and connect them and maybe give them some more leadership skills or, or opportunities to be a leader amongst their colleagues, um, It makes them have a little more pride in the school and and feel like they want to be there. I think that just leads into like the teacher shortage and teachers getting out of education and all that. Like, you've got to make them want to stay at your school one. Like, how are you going to do that? And then, how are you going to keep them in education as a whole? You know, and they have to have some worth and feel like they are important in that area. So.
0: Yeah. Was there anything that you weren't doing as far as thinking about keeping teachers? Like, was there – because you've been in administration how long now, four years? Three years going on four. Three going on four. Over the last three years, you recognize, oh, my goodness, we're not keeping teachers. What was something like, okay, this next – like, maybe it was year two. Your third year, you're going to third year. Like, was there anything, like, you adjusted or changed in order to kind of say,
1: you know what, I want to be intentional about how, how do we keep these teachers? I mean, I, I think that that um, new teachers coming in sometimes can get lost in the chaos of school starting, and then they get burned out real quick, um, and I think the staff that I've been involved in has recognized that and said, we're going to create like a, ba- a more robust uh, mentoring program for these teachers, um, provide them more assistance early on. You know, we had... We hired a, a person mid-year because somebody quit. And just little things like not starting them on day one of their contract in a classroom. Throw, hey, here you go. Here's your classroom. Um, we recognize that that didn't work for the person previously. Um, and just a small change of, of we're going to give you a week you know, or two or however long you need and go into other people's classrooms, watch them while we're still providing somebody in that classroom you'll be in. Um and giving them a little more time to grow and get comfortable, I think that's one thing that we recognized and changed. Um, But that was important for keeping that teacher. You know, if they get burnt out quick, they're gonna realize they don't wanna be in there very long, so. Uh,
0: Yeah, and also, I remember hearing you talk about being at the door, being in the hallways, whatever, for the students, Mm -hmm. you know, like, if, if your kids, you're just in the classroom and not welcoming them, you know, Building that trust is not going to be as easy. As an administrator, is it important to be in the halls and, and fist bumping teachers and oh, yeah. welcoming them? What oh, is yeah. that?
1: I, I like that's the same same thing. When I was teaching, the administrators that were out in the halls that were visible, those are the ones that you knew you could go to and that you could trust that if you needed help with something as mm-hmm. a teacher. And so, um, as an administrator myself, like being out in the hallways, being visible, popping into classrooms as much as possible. Like, I don't want to spend time in my office. Um, you know, if I'm spending time in my office, that's probably not for a a positive thing. So getting out and just walking into a classroom and seeing what the teacher's doing, you know, and, and walking around to students' desks and, Hey, you know, what are you learning in there? I think teachers see that too. And then when you have, have to have a conversation with them that may be a hard conversation those just get easier because they're more comfortable with you um when you are trying to coach them a little bit and coach those teachers if you've been in their classroom 20 times already just saying hi and checking what the students are doing that conversation is not as intimidating and so that you know you're just making deposits in that early on
0: what what has been um administrator that you've been able to work with has kind of had some 10 tenure what is something that you've observed or maybe taken and taken from them
1: you know one administrator that i worked with uh three years ago just like something small like she she wanted to be a servant in her school so at passing period she had a little broom and a dustpan and she'd sweep up some of the trash you know piece of paper would fall or a you know wrapper would fall And that's what she was still out in the hallways, greeting kids, greeting teachers, getting kids to class. But she was always sweeping something, you know, and and just to show that she's there helping out and she's there that and going to take pride in her school, trying to teach the kids maybe to pick up. I don't know. Um, But seeing her out there doing that, just kind of that servant mindset um, was was one thing that has impacted me. Another administrator that I worked with a few years ago. Um, I mean, she was great at keeping her door open. She was great at letting people just come in and vent or come in and talk, or it may not even be about school or a student, maybe home life or whatever else. And I think, um, adults and teachers, people in school, they need somebody to be able to even kind of just vent to or, or talk to. And, and as a leader, that's, you, you need to be an ear to that sometimes. So, um, that was that was something I learned from her. Um, she was a great culture builder and and great at building that. She retired last year, and so um, she served her time and
0: yeah. moving on. When you, when you say culture builder, like what it, what did that look like for somebody listening? You say, "Hey, she was a great culture builder." Like some people, when you hear culture, I think people like hear the word but never really understand what it what it means. What is that to you? Cause I would imagine that's a very important culture is important everywhere, right? Like Mm -hmm. what is that culture you're creating? What does that look like when you, when you say that, what does that mean to you and what did that look like for her?
1: I think in schools like positive culture is people being proud to be there. Like, Hey, I'm from this school. We're awesome. We're great here. That may be the kids being proud of, of whatever their mascot is and whatever their school's doing. And, what they're doing in classes and athletics and everything else, and it, for the kids, it may be talking trash to their friends like, Hey, our school's better than yours. Um, for teachers, it's that positive culture of being a culture builder um, is allowing your teachers to feel like they're leaders in the school, that they have um, the ability to do what they're trained to do, um, and they want to stay there. They're proud of their kids, they promote what they do. Um, I know social media is big, but like seeing teachers promote what their kids are doing and our kids are doing this and our kids are going here. Like they're proud of where they work and it's not just a paycheck to them. And so, um, I think as a leader, if you can build that, that people want to stay, that people want to promote the good that's going on in the schools, I think you've, you're headed in the right direction in that. So, that's
0: good. Uh, going back to the, uh, the, the, the administrator who was walking around with a, uh, dustpan and a broom yeah did you ever ask her about that like why are you walking around are you, are you just kind of understood you- i
1: just kind of understood you know um i said i mean i saw what she was doing you know a part of it's to to be a servant and say hey i'm if i'm gonna ask you to do it i'm gonna do it myself yeah. um and so i think that 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 probably is what drove her to do that like if you're gonna ask a kid to go pick up trash in the lunchroom or clean up some tables or whatnot. As an administrator, why aren't you doing it as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Nothing should be below um, or beneath you as an administrator. And so, um, no, I, di- I didn't really have that conversation. It was just something I recognize her doing.
0: Yeah. What are some things that you, like, teaching? I know you get the summer off as, as a teacher. As an administrator, do you get the summer off?
1: Um, assistant principals do, uh, most most head principals do. Some principals, some districts, they work all year round. Okay, um, it, it, it just varies. So gotcha. it's a lot shorter summer. Um, I had five weeks off this summer. So
0: yeah. What What are some things that you uh, encourage, maybe your teachers, or you've learned to do yourself to kind of just get away, get away from it all, to take your brain off? <laughs> because that, it just it could. I'm sure it could be on your mind 24 hours, 365 days. You know.
1: Oh yeah. I you know teachers and. They get invested in their kids, and they have to turn that off somehow, sometime. Excuse me. We always get a like. We always want to talk to our teachers about, you know, having a release. What are they interested in? What do you do for a hobby? Get to know their hobbies and things like that, Um, and push them to do do some of those hobbies, uh, especially in the summers and uh, weekends, things like that. So i think mental health has been at the forefront of a lot of different workplaces over the past you know five six years um and and that's kind of a buzzword mental health but you want your teachers to be able to have an outlet to do something where they're not thinking about school because that's definitely a way to burn them out you know if they don't have that outlet if they're constantly thinking about what's tomorrow or i need to do this or i got to grade these papers like no you need to stop and have some time for yourself so that you can whether, whether that's family or um, anything like that and you, you've got to get away from the profession yeah yeah
0: yeah i guess i just i know it can be hard to cut off mm-hmm. sometimes especially when you really love investing your students want to see the best for them it just can always be this thing that you're I can imagine. Oh yeah, uh, that you're always thinking about them. Uh, here's some just offbeat questions. Like, what's the best gift you ever gotten under a hundred dollars?
1: Best gift I got under a hundred dollars. I mean, this is gonna. Sound, this is one of my students. It was an artist, and she made a handwritten, like, drew me a picture of a note, and then got me some Jolly Ranchers because she knew I like Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> I'll remember that. That's good. She just knew I liked jelly and so randomly she bought me that. Um yeah.
0: What's the what's the book you suggest the most to people to read?
1: Um I really like um let's see. I'm gonna get it wrong. I'm gonna say it all backwards. A million miles in a thousand years. So Oh yeah. Right? yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. uh who's that? Uh, who wrote that uh donald miller donald miller yeah yeah yep.
1: so i really like that book i, I think that um you know i would suggest people read it and building a bigger story for yourself i think it's a big idea of it and what's your story yeah you know
0: yeah he has a workshop that he calls brand story and so he's all it's all about that that thought is bigger story what is mm-hmm. your story and all that stuff so so really good um if you had a billboard that could say anything, digital, whatever, all the world's going to see it, drive by it and see it. What does it say?
1: Um, I have, like, handwritten cards that I had printed out. And at the bottom of it says, uh, be patient, show grace. Mm. Kind of my mantra. Yeah. So. Be yeah.
0: patient, show grace. Yeah. Do you get a lot of opportunities for that in your work? Absolutely. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, like I got to keep reminding myself, just be patient with this kid. Yeah. Like,
0: show grace. Show grace. You yeah. know, like
1: they're going to mess up their kids. They're, they're learning what's right, wrong, what, you know, Yeah. how to fit in with society or even in their school or whatever. And so you got to show grace because they're going to mess up. And eventually, you know, if you're patient enough, then they'll turn out. So, that's kind of what I've, what I've written, you know, that's my, you know, whenever you can add your signature on Google, it says that, um, I used to buy t-shirts for my seniors that were graduating on the sports teams and things. And I'd always put that on those t-shirts. So that's That's, what I'd put on the billboard.
0: That's, that's really cool. Um, thinking about students and, um, you you get to see all kinds of students. I'm, I'm imagining, uh, what, As far as diversity on on your teams, like what does that look like and how does that help and is that hard to really create a a diverse
1: team? Um, I think that, that, I mean, diversity, number one, does help Um, within our schools. I think that it's important to be in a place that's diverse so you can learn about other people, you can learn about other cultures, you can learn about somebody that's not like you. Um, and that'll just benefit whether that's an adult amongst their staff or a student in that school that'll benefit them, you know, as they enter society and find a job or, you know, interact with other people and wherever they're at. So um, I think as far as the staff goes, now that I'm an administrator, that's something that I want to be mindful about and have diversity amongst your staff um, because that just filters down to, to your kids. And um, if you're, if your staff's diverse, if they're um you know doing different things talking about different things eating different things going to different places um you know that your kids are learning that too and Mm -hmm. and we want our kids to be open-minded to that and i don't know you don't want to be around people that are just like you you're never challenged you're never going to learn things yeah
0: yeah that's good that's
1: good in in
0: um Thinking about school teachers, one of the big things is a couple of things that come to my mind, right? Uh, Pay. There's always this thought of teachers don't get paid enough for what they do. The other thing is parental involvement. Like I feel like whenever I sit down with a teacher, one of the big challenges is like we just don't get parents involved and uh, we understand the impact of a parent being involved versus a parent not being involved. What are your conversations around maybe first start with just – just teacher pay and and what does that look like? And then what is those conversations like as far as trying to get parents to be more involved?
1: I mean, I'm always going to fight for higher teacher pay. I mean, I think teachers are, are so important to society. Um, You know, if we didn't have public school systems, then like, what what would we be doing? Like, I'm sure there would be some places that fills in the gaps a little bit, but I think, school systems in itself, um, teach people how to function around other people and teach them these skills. Maybe it's not learning science or math or whatever, but, um, how to problem solve and how to, you know, work with other people and teamwork and things. So, um, I think teachers are teaching those lessons for, you know, 13 years of a kid's life. If we're talking public school, They should be getting paid more and be compensated for that um the time and the energy they put into it um, for a lot of teachers it's a passion of theirs it's not just a paycheck and um so i I feel like that they definitely should they they're underpaid um and should be paid more for sure um parental involvement i think it, it is difficult um to get in some places I think that you need to be like have some different ideas of how to get get parents involved you've got to kind of um find some off the wall ways to get parents involved and and maybe it's not like you can't start by asking parents to volunteer for something that's not where you start like hey I need you to volunteer to sign up for the you know for the science oh, fair for, for the field trip, trip. <laughs> yeah. you know like that's not where you start with those relationship with parents it like you've got to start thinking outside the box and like maybe we you know i've thought like if you want parents to get involved let's have a a kickball tournament and a hot dog roast you know for parents like keep your kids at home here's the parent here's the parents of the ninth graders coming to this school and so the parents start to meet each other then they feel like when we talk about schools and we talk about all the stakeholders that are involved, whether that's your students and your teachers and your administration, the community members that have the businesses around the schools, and the parents, they're all making decisions together for it, Um, you've gotta have your parents feel like they're actually a part of the school and not just a invited person once in a while, like they're part of the school as much as anybody else is and so it can't just be the volunteer parts, you gotta involve them in other ways do you
0: do you, whenever you were in the classroom uh was that something that you really like kind of lost sleep about or you just knew what it, it was what it was as far as parents not getting this involved especially the high school level like my wife worked at the high school and she was like we may have saw 10 parents on you know at the parent teacher conference parent teacher
1: you know? conferences are the. i mean i in the, in the high school section it's the parents that you know their kids are straight A kids. And, you know, those are the parents that come at high school, not the ones that you need to talk to and, and get to know. But again, like if you don't have a relationship with them before, why are they going to show up? And I think a lot of parents or some parents, maybe not a lot of parents have had um, bad experiences in school. And so why would they want to come back for their, you know, for their kids schooling? Um, but it's about you got to start off trying to build a relationship with them early where they trust you, where where you can tell them what your mission is for their kid, where you can sit down and say, this is what I want from your kid, you know, or what I want to see your kid achieve. Um, and then they start saying, okay, this, this person or this school has my kids back, you know? And I think some teachers are intimidated by some parents. They think that, Oh, I can't call them or whatnot. and, and, Oftentimes, in my experience, it's totally opposite of that. Like, I may be scared to call this parent because I'm going to have to tell this parent, you know, negative stuff about their kid. But then that parent has your back. Like, oh, I'm so glad you called. Um, I think that parents want to get involved. They don't know how to get involved oftentimes, too. So,
0: I never thought about parents who had bad experiences not wanting to come back because of those experiences that they had in the past, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's just something to think. How, how do we help those parents overcome that? Or what does that look like? And, uh, yeah, so true. Like, parents who seem, just from observation, the parents who don't need to be there are there. It's kinda <laughs> it's, but, you know, then you think that's because – the reason their kids are where they're at is because they're there absolutely you know it's because yeah. they they've been showing up over the years uh for their students uh, being there, but it seems to fall off the older the 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 kids get, yeah, it does you it know, does. and then um you know my kids now we we do blue jay academy and so parent teacher conference um aren't quite the same as is for us, but uh it's still something that we definitely observe and just being around teachers and supporting schools understand that it's not happening so cool 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 man tell me so we talked about culture earlier let's look let's go outside the school and your your uh friends with uh, jb and have been for a long time what do you how cool is it what he's doing on the east side we just talked oh, about his pizza shop and you know i i'm watching social media and following him and seeing the awards that He's either giving out or getting, mm-hmm. and uh, he's definitely a culture builder.
1: Absolutely. And that's another guy I met through Denver. Like, uh, Denver was playing music. you would have J.B. come along. Um, we were doing some, you know, events with him and, and having him come play. I actually had J.B. come out to that leadership conference at one point and, and do a set for me and, and for those students at the high school. And, uh, yeah, he, he's doing awesome things over on the east side, doing things big things in Oklahoma City with the – the arts commission, and um, I think he's put himself in a position where he can be involved in that, um, and and make some changes, some positive changes, um, and be a voice for people that may not have had a voice in the past um, in Oklahoma City. That's kind of what I'm seeing. Like, um, yeah, I think that's that's big
0: no no really is really is man all right so last question what what are you telling that first year teacher
1: um have grace for yourself <laughs> i mean i, I think first year teachers coming in they're going to they're going to beat themselves up over some things and it's going to be all right yeah, yeah. they're going to be okay yeah that's Weather really the storm.
0: good really good well man i appreciate you uh making the trip up to Guthrie america I'm going to let you get JC her uh Missies so uh, she won't, she won't be mad at me. So
1: <laughs> she, she wanted to try that that blueberry lemon bread. <laughs> blueberry
0: lemon. I mean, everywhere I go, there's two things that people talk about when I tell them I'm from Guthrie. Missy's and Hoboken. <laughs> are the two things that are always coming up and so which I'm so thankful. In stables, like stables has been around a, a gazillion years and so I'm thankful for establishments like that that help people come together and have a good experience, man. And so, uh, thank you for the work you do. Uh, I I'm a big fan of educators and, uh, public schools and just schools in general and, and what it means to families and to communities and and the work that you, you all do. And so thank thank you. you. Don't give up, uh, continue to serve teachers well. And, uh, I I know you're not going to give up anytime soon. And so, (laughs) You got a long way to go. I do. I
1: do. <laughs> I, got, I can't retire right now. So,
0: <laughs> Got a long way to go. Uh, hey, thank you again for hitting that play button for another episode of the Hetty Coleman Podcast. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, as always, go win.